pick your class and learn your battle points. Because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 163 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by my brother and co-host, Sam Goodwin. Hello there. In this episode, we're going over where are those Joydercas, the new community transmission, and all the news that we got over E3 and EA Play. Let's get started. Where are those Droidicas, Sam? Apparently coming to Battlefront 2. Yes. The next update, man. We're getting freaking Droidicas. Got completely disillusioned here with the with their post here our expectations were so low <laughs> because they they did that to us age ea did that to us it's their they've fault. been crippling people <laughs> for however long they've been alive yes we uh we we little we underestimated what was coming in this uh patch for good reason though they like just mentioned it offhandedly oh yeah we're gonna have some things that aren't announced in uh, the next update which is Don't good on them and i was it. And I was hopefully speculating, or last episode, I was like, I hope we do get something really big, but I was very highly doubting that. You were totally like, no, we're not getting I just expected maybe, I was, you know, best case scenario, hoping for some cool skins, but no, we're actually getting Droidicas. A lot of new things added, surprisingly. Yes. What I, I like to see in Battlefront 2. I was completely blown away when they said, oh yeah, Droidicas. What in the world? droid because they're coming to star wars battlefront 2 uh, yeah i love how last episode we were <laughs> we were all yeah we did I, I can't see this being like a super huge thing my expectations are just going to be skins like that's what i think is going to happen um i will say that i did want some reinforcements so i was on the right track but i did not commit so that does not count. Yeah, and I, I would have just assumed that they would have announced or even kind of teased something like this because it is a pretty big deal adding this new reinforcement. Mm-hmm. A lot of new mechanics coming in the game. Especially after saying, hey, those aren't droidicas. And- but they kept it so secret, like no leaks or anything whatsoever. So good on them, though. It's pretty crazy. So let's get into this. Uh, let's get into the community transmission here. Incoming transmission. It was around this time last year when we first announced that Star Wars Battlefront 2 would be heading into the Clone Wars. We've since been to Geonosis, new reinforcements and heroes have been joined the ranks, and the war between the Republic and Separatists continues to rage across the galaxy in capital supremacy. I mean, they're definitely making the time that we wait canon to the entire, the entire whole prequel era, that's for sure. The distance in between each movie is how long it takes for each update to happen. Basically, apparently, at least. The Clone Wars doesn't end here. Starting this month on June 26th, to be precise, we have more Clone Wars content coming to Star Wars Battlefront 2 as part of the Where Are Those Droidicas update. So first off, we're getting the uh, Capital Supremacy map Naboo, where we'll actually have some street combat there. I'm actually very interested to see how they handle this. I mean, it actually does make a lot of sense, and I'm, and I'm not sure why they haven't added that one yet. Because Naboo was kind of the first big map we got in Battlefront 2. It was the first one we got shown off. Yeah, that was what the beta was in and all the alpha was in. So it would, it would be, it's nice to see them pay respect to the OG map there. When you deploy onto Naboo, you will notice that it is set at dusk. The embered sky adds a greater layer of atmosphere to the city. 
Alongside the dusk setting, you'll notice that the city streets are showing signs of previously fought battle and battles and skirmishes. Romantic ambiance meets war-torn streets. The, uh, and the entirety of the battle takes place within the city streets itself, making Naboo a great location for those wanting to experience urban conflict from within the Star Wars universe. So pretty cool there. I'm excited to see how they make it work. It, that map's more of a linear map, so I'm interested to see how they make that work in Capital Supremacy. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know, it definitely seems like a larger map, but it probably equates to what they're trying to put out. Definitely interested to see where they're going to put those command posts. That's always mm-hmm. a cool thing to look forward to. Next, the Droidica. If there's one reinforcement that we know is high on our community's wish list, it's the Droidica. Of course, we have a bit of history with these, and while we won't focus on the past, let's just say that your passion and enthusiasm for these rollies was not missed. You know, you know that one image? That's not actually a Droidica. That's just, that's just battle scraps in the background. Hmm. Yeah, and one of those teaser images we got, there seemed to be Droidicas in the background, and they had a you know, backtrack themselves and say, we're not actually adding droidicas. They are now. One of the most feared droids finally joins the Separatist army, wielding twin blasters and a personal and personal deflector shield generators, making them a formidable foe for anyone that faces off against them in combat. Destructive weaponry and a powerful shield aren't their only characteristics, as their ability to transform and swiftly relocate has become synonymous with them. Their primary weapon is the twin are the twin blaster cannons, short-range heavy weapons that deal significant damage to those unfortunate enough to find themselves caught in their crossfire. The droidica main t- can maintain full control of the blasters regardless of whether they're stationary or if they are advancing upon their target. Don't let them get near. Ability 1 is the wheel form. Uh, these droidicas, the droidicas fold its cannons and legs into a chassis and becomes able to traverse the battlefront at breakneck speeds. The wheel form can be activated both with the ability button and by pressing the sprint button, which also further increases its movement speed while in wheel form. Additionally, the droidica can exit ball mode by either pressing the ability button, activating the energy shield button, or by holding down fire. Ability 2, Overload. Sharing ability with its fellow enforcers, the droidica can overload its primary blasters. The cannons are instantly cooled, and for a period of time, the droidicas can fire its blaster cannons with an increased rate of fire. Ability number three, the shield act energy shield. The shield acts as a secondary health pool for the droidica. That is the first combatant that can shoot out from it. The shield goes into cooldown if it's destroyed or if it's manually turned off, toggled off. Deploying the energy shield while in wheel form will automatically trigger the transformation into destroyer mode before the shield activates. And vice versa, the shield automatically toggles off when going into wheel form. Rolling onto the battlefront on June 26th. I guess that's kind of the base abilities of original Battlefront 2. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. And my question is, are lightsabers going to be able to pierce the energy shield? Or are they going to have to beat out the um, the energy pool? The, the health pool they have possibly i think because I, I know going against the heavies shield that actually lightsabers go through it and that's relatively the same material i would think i mean just me thinking i would assume that it goes through but who knows because they seem to be overpowered and they need to have that kind of kryptonite to them i do know uh, they have confirmed that the droidicas will not have a, a ragdoll animation, but they will just be pushed back and damaged. Huh. I'm just disappointed they didn't add the Gungans as the alternate reinforcement. 
<laughs> and like lobbing grenades at those suckers. That would be so awesome. Especially <laughs> since it works with the theme, Naboo is going to be added to Capital Supremacy. True. That could be a perfect tie-in. That would be the perfect tie-in there. An excuse to add the, the theme, the Jar Jar Binks race. <laughs> Jar Jar's not a hero. And then we'd eventually have all the... You know the code they needed to make Jar Jar a playable hero. No, they just or make villain, Jar Jar a reinforcement. Just Jar Jar. Yep, just Jar Jar. So they're just gonna they're be just gonna be like seven Jar Jars on the battlefront. Yep, lobbing grenades everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, I mean, he's mastered the force in a way that can make him multiply. But that means he'd be on the enemy, the enemy side. Depends on what stage of the force. I mean, on, honestly, we could just remove the droidicas and then, with this mentality, just throw in the Senate version of. Uh, you just have Jar Jar there. You have evil Jar Jar on one side, and then you have good Jar Jar on the other yep. side. What just a hood over his head is literally the only determining factor. <laughs> That's called balance, right there. Oh yeah. Who? I mean, obviously, I want. Who the can counter Jar Jar? <laughs> and then Jump you know, jar. just set up for adding the Senate. Palpatine skin as well. It all ties in. That would have been a cool man. There's so many cool Naboo themed things they can add. Just saying, because the entire first movie is based on J- or Naboo. So Jabu, Jabu. <laughs> so let, let's get into that. We are not getting Gungans or Jar Jar Binks as the Rebel or Republic reinforcement. We are getting the TX-130, which was actually in the original Battlefronts. Which is not an adequate substitute. Let's just get that straight. Not to be outshined by the Separatists, the Galactic Republic will also be receiving a new reinforcement in the form of the TX-130 Saber-class fighting tank. The TX-130 will provide the Galactic Republic with an eru- with an armored fighting vehicle that is both quick and defensive. The speed, that, the speed allows the TX-130 to enter into battle, deal damage, and then make its escape. A great balance between agility and power. Its primary weapon are the laser cannons. A pair of heavy laser cannons sit upon the TX and act as its primary weapon system. Despite having a fixed firing line, the versatile nature of the tank means that it can quickly maneuver to ensure enemies are within its line of sight. This is definitely an in- interesting counterpart to add. A vehicle rather than, you know, just the reinforcements we're used to as a character. I don't know. I guess they might still be, you know, doing the rock, paper, scissors mechanic. And this could be just another way to enlist that. But interesting. We Mm -hmm. haven't really seen another vehicle that really, you know, catches your eye like this one. So that'll be cool. The the last new vehicle that we got were the ski speeders and the last Jedi update. Actually, the last vehicles we got were with Geonosis. And the, the crate map, yeah. Those were cool. Yeah, man. Definitely lacking on the vehicle aspect of this game. <laughs> so its first ability is called Laser Barrage. The Laser Barrage ability on the TX fires a short laser cannon barrage of continuous fire. The ability is perfect. Is the perfect counter for when you encounter multiple, multiple small and fast-moving targets such as enemy droids or speeders. Once automatic, once automatic firing sequences complete, Laser Barrage will go into a recharge state until it's ready to be fired again. Ability 2, Rockets. Rockets fire in an alternate fashion from pods on each side of the TX-130. The rockets are dumb firing, meaning they do not lock onto enemies, and fire in the direction you aim them, like the AATs. 
When firing rockets, you have the ability to fire them one at a time or you can charge them up. When charged by holding the fire button, the TX-130 will unleash all of the rockets in quick momentum. And then finally, uh, charge mode. Activating this ability will, target, will toggle the primary fire into charge mode. While in charge mode, the TX will gain the ability to charge up a massive charge bolt that fires simultaneously from both left and right turrets at the expense of some maneuverability. Charge mode has a duration of 20 seconds but can be canceled sooner if desired. Definitely not as hype on the uh, the Republic side there. No. I had forgotten that the this actual tank was in the original Battlefronts. Definitely hard to keep track of those random numbers and, and letters. <laughs> Good old Texas 130. Yeah, I'm definitely more hyped about the Droidicas. I mean, they could have just added the Droidicas and I would have been happy. Honestly, that's all I'm seeing right now is the Droidicas. So Got them Droidica love Droidica glasses. Got that Droidica tunnel vision. <laughs> oh, you can see how them sexy, sexy those Droidicas. sexy blue shields. <laughs> Definitely, I'm so looking forward to seeing how this adds up in Battlefront, because mm-hmm. this is a new mechanic we're seeing. Yeah. Might be game-breaking at <laughs> at the first part before they get a patch out, but I'm so look. I'm definitely going to anticipate they're going to be broken, because those, the, the ninja-type reinforcements they add. The infiltrator. The name escapes me. There we go. The infiltrator. Those are broken, and st- they were broken when they were released and still broken. So definitely all the reinforcements on the villain side are getting a lot of love <laughs> always the next addition to this update is a new uh, skin for anakin uh, the general skywalker appearance will be added to the game so this is the appearance that we see in the clone wars where he's got the little uh, very darth vader-esque pauldron set up on his shoulders and then more of a regular jedi robe on the lower section so what you see in the clone wars but with um with more of a Revenge of the Sith style hair. Yeah, they kind of had to do it because we already have the uh, the Obi Wan Clone mm. Wars, so, so so this works. I'm I'm just just surprised how long it took them to add this. This should have been the alternate skin for, to begin with, rather than the robed Anakin. Yeah, because now we just really wasted a skin slot that they're gonna miss out on someone else. Another thing that they are adding are some new skins for the troopers. Two legions that use camo most notably were the 212th Attack Battalion and the 41st Elite Corps, specifically the Recon and Scout Regiments for both these legions respectively. So we're getting both of those as a, a camouflage trooper for the game. Then we actually have confirmation of post-July content in the form of this community transmission. And uh, all of the previous stuff will be added on June 26th. And this is what I, I like to see him doing this because that's not that far away. Yeah. I, I like when they reserve information and when they do release it, it's coming out in like a month, less than a month even. Mm-hmm. So you don't not wait in a few months when then they announce certain stuff. But you're not, you're also not getting it days before the release, which I'm happy about. Usually, like, an update will come, and then, like, two days, if not a day before, we'll get the details for it. Yeah, so, yeah, so this is nice getting a really meaty detail here, a lot of depth coming in through this transmission here. Let's get into a little further ahead. We've talked a bit about capital supremacy over the last few months. The feedback we've received has been hugely valuable, as has all the discussion around game modes in general. As we move through the summer, we plan to add new ways to play epic battles. 
For players who want something besides traditional PvP, we'll have more to share on this later in the year. Outside of the game modes, one of the most requested content additions come in the form of planets. Coming later this year will be a brand new planet to Star Wars Battlefront 2. The colorful jungle world of Felucia will be arriving later in 2019 and is being built for capital supremacy. We can't wait to take one of the most iconic planets of the Clone Wars era and bring it into the game. Before we get to all of that, in July we'll feature a month of weekly community quests themed around your favorite Clone Wars heroes and villains that will unlock new animated poses and voiceover lines for these characters. We'll be back in August to talk more about the new ways to play Felucia and more. Felucia's going to be awesome. I hope they have the, the insect things roaming around that killing people. That would be people. awesome. I would love to see just a passive thing like that. I don't know how likely it will be that we'll be getting that. because Yeah, probably not. Because with Geonosis, we didn't get any passive... Um, Geonosians, like, Geonosians. that really interacted with you. Um, I don't know, but def- they said they're adding capital supremacy, and I hope they do Galactic Assault and kind of the... Um, the way we saw it in a Battlefront two thousand or Battlefront two original one, where you had that tank escorting throughout, because that would work really well. Mm-hmm. It's just a it's just a beautiful environment in Felucia. Be nice to see it now. Was it in um the campaign? No, that was um that was a different. Movie. Yeah, it was very similar to Felucia in the sense of kind of exotic creatures there. Definitely a colorful world. So looking forward to that. And it's going to be awesome and it'll it'll feel a lot like original Battlefront 2 as well, especially with the droidicas, with the tanks and the command posts all around. That'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. Cuz this is I hope it's very similar to the um the Battlefront 2 map cuz it'd be a nice throwback there. And then they kind of tease that mode that's coming out, not PVP oriented really. Not traditional PVP. I believe now I'm not 100% sure on this, but I believe it's like a PVE mode. That, that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Huh. Titanfall 2 has a game mode where you and a few other people, I think it's four, maybe five people are in this hangar and you have to protect a beacon from oncoming enemy targets that are all uh, AI. So they're all computers. It would be very interesting to see something like that. I mean, this would be a good opportunity to add Hunt. but True. But that is, I guess, in the, the format we want is more of a PvP based because you'd be controlling the entities as well. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there could be kind of wave-themed game mode with, you know, certain native creatures like you having the Wampa on Hoth. It would be pretty sweet. Because obviously all these plants have some sort of dangerous creature that we've seen in the films that could work out but i feel like that would be more of like an offline type game mode you could do you could do squads i could see that working yeah it'd be cool if they added an infected mode but then, but then again that's more of like a pvp type in the end definitely a lot of speculation there it's very vague what they said a multitude of things that could mean i don't i guess we don't really have anything that's not pv you know not traditional PvP. pvp i guess ewok would be the closest thing we have but that's about it. Otherwise, it's strictly PvP unless you're going like the offline mode. Probably find something there. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Hopefully, it's something really cool and neat that we're not used to. Definitely. So, in conclusion, for this section of the podcast, we've got Droidicas coming. We've got the TX-130 tank coming. We've got a new skin for Anakin. Two new appearances for the clone troopers. When are when are the uh, when are the droids going to get some love on some uh, customization? Hmm. I mean, that's kind of the dilemma we had in uh, Battlefront 2015 because the the enemy side, the 
the stormtroopers barely had any customization compared to all the um, rebel side. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the good guys, at least on the prequel sense, have way more, you know, customization able because you can th- just throw any color on that and call it some random number or letter, <laughs> and well, you're set there. You could do you could do something similar with the droids. Yeah, the droids are a kind of you know open palette that they could utilize. And then in August we will be getting. Felucia. So that's that's great to see. I'm so glad that we will be we've got a tease of what is going to be coming after July after the stuff that we've gotten uh, officially announced that said, "Hey, we've got content all the way through July." And that's as far as we got planned right now. So it's good to see that they're actually going to continue. Yeah, something to look forward to definitely. And I already kind of knew that they were going to do support, but it's good to have it set in, you know, stone per se. Now, let's get into Jedi Fallen Order, which we got a lot of details, a lot of uh, a lot of footage from that at EA Play and even E3. What was it, 15 minutes that we got all together? We got 15 minutes of gameplay, so uh, a little mini mission of the game, and that's based on uh, freeing some Wookiees on Kashyyyk. Really solid gameplay. I really like how it's not set, like they were talking about in the, uh, in the playthrough there. Because you can really just kind of customize your own kind of combos with that. Like, mm-hmm. you push the guy into the frozen blaster dart. And even down the line, you know, it would be awesome seeing the main protagonist come into Battlefront. That would be awesome. There's obviously going to be an antagonist, so that could always, you know, add with him. Her. Her, rather. She is a Inquisitor, right. I believe. Yeah, so whenever a Star Wars game comes out, it's kind of like... They should definitely add that to to Battlefront Two. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great Cause, just because the campaign promotion. I feel like kind of is separate from the game itself. So I feel like at night in Versio is kind of the same type as adding. Obviously, doesn't equate in the same way, but kind of similar in its core mechanics. It's not extremely feasible because uh, Jedi Fallen Order is developed in the Unreal Engine, yeah, in a different engine. While Battlefront Two is in the Frostbite. Frostbite. So we'll see how that goes, but I I, I do agree. And obviously, it would be great they can just use him as reference and create him from scratch. Yeah. So let, let's give some background. So we've got Cal Kestis, who is a Jedi, and I'm using quotation marks here. Uh, Jedi who is learning the path. He's Force sensitive, and he has survived Order sixty six. He's going through. He's found some friends, and he's trying to learn from these people. At the point of this, at the point of this little slice that we got. It is him on Kashyyyk going around trying to free the Wookiees. He meets up Saw Gerrera. So that is a great little crossover there. And I believe in that. It is actually voiced by Forrest Whitaker because that was, uh, I think I was going on Google and I saw, don't quote me on that, but I believe he is actually voicing it. I I did see that he tweeted um, his actor, Forrest Whitaker, tweeted about Saw Gerrera continuing i would love to see something like that that would be great Yeah, it's cool to see him tying in sagarera because he was i guess kind of a recently developed character we did see him in the clone wars but definitely fleshed him out in rogue one so it's really cool to see him tying him that especially now he's younger as well yeah that's really cool so that that's awesome to see something that i just want to highlight and i really appreciate all of the promotions has been on this one little snippet of the game which i love i love that the promotion and the gameplay was on one section of the game and even the promo video that they show that they showed at e3 that uh, xbox's e3 was great to see that it was just this slice of the game 
and they didn't really get into anything else. So that's what I really appreciate. I'm very interested to see how the progression works, how the leveling of the character works, how the skill tree works, and how that how that all ties together in the game. Because they were definitely mentioning, you know, getting those those points. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the more villains you defeat, the more you get. They didn't really show how that, you know, really affects the game. So, mm-hmm. interested to see how that works. Getting a lot of Star Wars The Force Unleashed vibes from it. Definitely. It's the second one, at least. I'm getting Star Wars The Force Unleashed vibes and some Metroid vibes, as well as some kind of like Dark Souls type games, which is actually what they got drew inspiration from was games like metroid the metroidvania kind of style and then some dark souls with kind of the difficulties and the gameplay that we did see was at a lower difficulty and they will be different difficulty options if you want to play just straight story play it like a movie but that you're just playing the character you can do that and make it super easy or they've said you can make it extremely difficult where you're fighting every single time and actually feels like you're close to death after each battle definitely seem it it could be really hard like you said it was on a lower difficulty and he seemed to be struggling at some parts at least with the you know the amount of power the ai had and the inquisitors and all that let's go into the force unleashed so uh, most of the feedback on the game has been positive there have been i would like to preface this with the game is still in production. There are still going there are going to be some visual issues. It's going to look better once it's released. A lot of people were complaining about blah blah blah. It doesn't look that great visually. I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, on par with what, you know, games we're seeing nowadays. It captures that Star Wars feel very well. And I think that's a victory in and of itself. Interesting that you bring up the Force Unleashed, because that was something that a lot of people drew upon. Force Unleashed is a good game. But going back and playing it recently, it is not a masterpiece like everyone says. It is a great game, but it was a game that came out years ago. So, just because it's not exactly The Force Unleashed doesn't mean it's a bad game. It looks like a great successor to that kind of game that we haven't had since Force Unleashed. So I think that's why that's where a lot of the, a lot of the comparison is drawn from. Because that is the most that is the most recent iteration of a game like that that we've had in Star Wars video games. Something's very interesting, and I, I find it very annoying when EA got the license and Respawn was like, "Hey, we want to make a Star Wars game that's canon. We want it to be about lightsabers." The Lucasfilm Story Group looked at them like they were crazy and like, "No, you, you're gonna do a game about bounty hunters and something like that." They had to fight to be able to make this game, and they found it very difficult to get on the same ground as Lucasfilm. So I find that very, very frustrating. And I can only imagine during the game development, we'd be like, hey, we want to make a Star Wars game with lightsabers, and that's that's our speciality, that's what we do. And then be like, no, what, what about bounty hunters and first-person shooters? So they had to fight to be able to make this game. I mean, the, the last kind of story-driven thing we had was Battlefront II's campaign, and that's more blaster-forward. Mm-hmm. Don't, I, th- I think you played Luke one time, and that's about all you had with lightsaber combat. Yeah, so this is a specifically lightsaber-based character. So this is a specifically lightsaber combat-based game. It's very interesting to see that. And also see the growth from a, a, a person who is struggling with hiding their identity because they're getting persecuted in this world because they thought all of the Jedi were gone. And Order 66 happened. 
I, I love the moment in the trailer where he's like, should I save this person with my force powers or should I just let him fall? I think that's very fascinating. And I hope that they continue with that story arc because I think that would be great to see. And this is a, a story-based game, no microtransactions, no multiplayer. It is straight lightsaber-based combat, story-based game, which I am so happy to see. One one thing before, uh, we don't have enough time for this episode, but next episode we'll be going into um, friend of the podcast, Daniel Schilling, sent us a great email on Arcade and his thoughts on that. We'll be breaking down Arcade next episode, so stay tuned for that. I think that's about it for this episode of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your host, Sage Goodwin. And I'm Sam Goodwin. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast, twitter.com slash SWB Podcast. Over this past week, we have been sick, as you can probably tell from our voices. But on Twitter, we were quite active. I was I was keeping everyone up to date on the things that were happening at EA Play, at E3. Thoughts on everything. Uh, retweeting comments and stuff from the developers and people who have played on uh, Jedi Fallen Order. So definitely give us a follow there if you are interested in that and keeping up to date when uh, stuff like this happens. You can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash battlefrompodcast, or on PayPal, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Our Gmail is battlefrontpodcast at gmail.com. A great way to support the show completely free is by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It is greatly appreciated. As always, thanks for listening. And may the Force be with you. Huh.